What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Week six, Sunday almost in the books. All we have left is Sunday night football. Welcome, everybody. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, and Heath Cummings here on October 17th. And we are recapping. You know, every week I come out, oh, this year's great. Every Sunday's so fun. This Sunday kind of stunk. It was not the best Sunday, but that's okay. We still have plenty to talk about, but... I'm giving it a thumbs down. I am not hitting like on week six. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm i okay with week six. That, we didn't get run over by the injury train. We got a lot of running backs that put up some good numbers, especially guys that we picked up off the waiver wire. So no complaints from me. I think week six was good. I mean, it wasn't very good for Kareem Hunt. It's shocking that even before the injury that he wasn't having an amazing game. I mean, that was just surprising. And I don't, I think it's really hard to judge because he basically got hurt at the very start of the fourth quarter. I think he had 78 total yards. He had like 10 fantasy points. It could have very easily been that fourth quarter was when they broke loose. It was amazing that the number one rush offense in the NFL going up against by far the worst, maybe not by far, but arguably the worst run defense in the NFL, and they were averaging like two yards a carry, but they didn't have their offensive line. They didn't have Nick Chubb. They weren't the same. And their defense was just completely falling apart. Right. I mean, that's uh, that's the other part of it, is that it was 20 nothing before you could turn around. And so I don't know how much they could really lean on Kareem Hunt on the ground once it's 20 zip. Well, yeah, it did get away from them, absolutely. And we have three injuries to talk about with the Browns. Looks like Beckham's okay, but Baker Mayfield's got the shoulder injury, Kareem Hunt, the calf injury, and we'll keep you updated. I want one big loser and one big winner, not in that order, <laughs> for for week six. Who? Yeah, Heath, I think I made you the loser guy last week, so why don't you be Mr. Optimistic here? Who is... You, oh, you're going to make me the winner the guy? Big winner. You're the winner guy. You're a winner, Heath. Yay. I'm a winner now. One big um, winner. Yeah. This is why you should always go to Dave first. <laughs> Come on, one winner? <laughs> well, no, because I, I send you the winners, and then I can't ever find a stupid text message right. from where I sent you Let me the winners. How are you looking the notes? Let me I throw can, out, I'm literally looking at your winners. Let me throw out three names for you, just that I came up with, okay? How about Kenyon Drake, Adam Thielen, or Ricky Seals-Jones? What do you think about them? The biggest winner by far was Ricky Seals-Jones. Okay. Um, 
15 targets in two games without Logan Thomas. He's just got the Logan Thomas role. We can't avoid tight ends who have 15 targets over two weeks. That's a that's a starting tight end. I think he's Ricky got Seals the Logan Jones Thomas needs to be role. universally rostered. Oh come and on! You know look, he's gonna he's gonna win. Logan too. Thomas coming back. It's going to be at least one more week. Well, but he had a 39 yard touchdown where he was completely wide open. So uh, a busted coverage, kind of a joke, right? So I, I didn't say anything there. about his touchdown or his catches or his yards. Right, but you said he had to be universally rostered. That kind of implies it, something about his... You tell me that Adam Azer has played tight end for two weeks and seen 15 targets, especially when we're going into a week when Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, Dan Arnold, Tyler, Tyler Conklin. Conklin, Jared Cook, Donald Parham, all going to be on a bye. Yeah. No, okay. All right, fine. Uh, he won't be 100% rostered, but he'll get up there. He'll get over over 60%, I would assume. Rookie Seals Jones. He's going to totally let us down. I'm so scared. I was scared this week. I was scared of him. I was scared of Najoku, scared of Evan Ingram. Guys, it's just such a track record of being busts in fantasy. But RFA came through. Tight ends. Ricky Seals Jones did come through. All right, Dave, you get to keep being the pessimistic one. Give me one big loser from week. Oh, I don't know if there's a bigger loser than Allen Robinson at this point. Fantasy managers can't be excited to start him no matter what. Two games ago was Las Vegas. Amazing matchup. Justin Fields on the field. Good opportunity. Nope. No production. This week, it's Green Bay at home. Maybe a statement game for Justin Fields. Beat up secondary for the Packers. Nope. Four catches for 50-something yards. Yeah, 53. It's been miserable this year. And uh, and Justin Fields is... We were talking in the preseason like Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback that he would ever work with. Is it possible that Justin Fields is the worst quarterback that Allen Robinson no, has ever what? worked with? Come on. It's not It's not working. It is no. not working for him in Chicago. Just, just, okay, we've got a little bit... Uh, Dave's been able to suppress his Chicago bear fan inside of him for, for almost the entire no. time that I have known him. That's, and no I, you could see yeah. when the bears got Justin Fields and we had this off season, you could see a little bit of a sparkle in Dave's eye. And so I think maybe there's a little bit of a rational bear fan, Dave coming out mm-hmm. in this. Justin Fields might no. be the worst quarterback. Allen Robinson's ever played with. No, because that, he's a sparkle. rookie quarterback who has, been okay for a rookie quarterback. Yeah, but He's but that's the thing. Quarterback Allen Robinson's ever played with certainly. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, the fact is he's not boosting Allen Robinson. Although, does it matter at all that Robinson actually led the team in receiving today with fifty-three yards? No, that makes it even worse. <laughs> okay, and no one's no one's going to be great there in Chicago. That's why Darnell Mooney isn't a winner. He caught a touchdown. Does it mean that he's a must-start guy? No. Allen Robinson is a must-sit guy, even against Tampa Bay next week. I'm I'm not ready to trust him. Drop him We're at the point of Allen Robinson where we have to see it. And by the way, that twinkle in my eye that you're talking about, I was probably thinking about ice cream. <laughs> or pizza. Uh, drop Allen Robinson or hold him? 10-team leagues, you can drop him. 12-team leagues, he's, he's droppable. Okay. All right, let's uh, get to the big news here. But FFT is now on Amazon Alexa Flash Briefings. You can ask Alexa to add CBS Sports Fantasy Football today to your Alexa Flash Briefing. Very cool. Kareem Hunt, calf injury. Baker Mayfield, shoulder injury. He says he can play through it. Uh, They have a Thursday night game, right, against Denver. 
So that's even he, worse. He did play through it. Like he didn't leave the game because he was hurt. He left the game because they were getting boat raced. But he got but he got hurt in the game. He did get hurt. Re-hurt. He just came back in the very next drive. Yeah. Um Okay, but he's got a shoulder thing going on. Odell Beckham left in the first half with a shoulder, but he returned. So as we talk about the running backs here, and we'll lump him in with Latavius Murray. He left with an ankle injury. And uh, Devontae Freeman ended up with a, de- with a decent game. Le'Veon Bell, I think, had eight carries. I, I want to say four of them came in garbage time. There was a lot of garbage time in that game, but he was kind of the this game's over with guy. Anyway, when you look at those backfields, Baltimore and Cleveland, if you're picking someone up, Who's it going to be? Oh, it's Devontae Freeman for me. We're he came out. To, he yeah. started this game looking good for for Baltimore. I thought he looked good at the end of the game last week for the Ravens. He was the last to score for the Ravens, but Latavius got hurt, and Le'Veon just got lucky with the touchdown. I would say I think Freeman looked okay. I'm not going to sink a ton of fab into him. I'm not going to trust him as anything more than a bye week running back, especially. If Latavius Murray is if, if Latavius Murray is okay, I don't even know if I can trust him as a bye week running back. But the Ravens are looking for something in the ground game. They got it from all three of the veterans. One of them got hurt. The other one, I, I don't know what Le'Veon really is. I don't know if he's still explosive. And not that Devontae was explosive, but he was adequate. He was good. Yeah. I just think we have a lot like that's I'll talk about the Ravens more later, but we have a lot of information that we need about the Browns, right? Yeah. Nick Chubb has not been ruled out. You know, there was talk about him going on IR, but then more optimism that he yep. might be able to get back on Thursday. But yeah, Dearness Johnson might be the next man up. Uh, they, I don't think Felton's going to get much work in the running game, but we just don't know. So, and then the other guy, I mean, honestly, uh, Tyson Williams, 50% rostered. Maybe he works his way back in the mix as well. Uh, other well, injuries. Well, talked him up after the game. So, wait, wrap your head around this, is that, all three of the veteran running backs scored. And after the game, it's John Harbaugh talking about how he's happy about the veteran running backs. But Tyson Williams, I'll put in that category too. This is his quote, because he's not done yet by any stretch. He's developing and he's learning from these guys too. So he's talking about Tyson as if he had a decent game. In a week, he made him inactive. Well, Tyson doesn't need to learn on Sundays. Tyson needs to learn where he's supposed to go on given plays and then he gets to play more because he's way more explosive than these guys he just doesn't ever know what he's supposed to do well Well, this is not 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 okay it shouldn't say never there are occasions when he does this is he uh, did earlier in the year all right guys let's let's let's, uh move on here um we'll have plenty of time to talk about that we have more injuries antonio gibson left in the first half with a shin injury and they called it a calf is it calf or shin what's the deal here with antonio gibson he has different injuries yeah he has different injuries Fractured shin, right? That it's we a know. Micro fracture, stress fracture. He also yeah. suffered a different injury. Okay, so uh, all right, so then you got maybe Jarrett Patterson, or it might just be the JD McKissick show, and he's seventy four percent rostered. So that means even in your non PPR leagues, you're going to want to get JD did, McKissick. Did you skip Tony? I'm coming with him right now. Uh, right. Kadarius Tony just he's working his way to the big injury. Just ripped my heart out. I mean, three for thirty-six on the first drive, and they didn't even finish the drive. I started him over so many good players. I went to yeah. bat for him at, during the pregame show. Chris and I got heated about it, of course, and uh, I think he was going to have a huge game, so I just called a win. But he left with uh, with an ankle injury. He'd already had the ankle injury. No updates as that I saw, but this stinks. And uh, may, hopefully, Galladay's back next week. They have Carolina, 
But this is uh, this is crazy. Their left tackle went out too. Oh, what? Crazy. Why do you like when you say hopefully Galladay comes back? Do you mean for the people who have Kenny Galladay on their fantasy teams? Yeah, of course. And for Galladay. Okay. What? And for him. For, so that he can play football. Yeah. But he's going to get paid either way. Whatever. Well, he wants to play. Yeah, for the Galladay managers. Because the best thing that could happen for you is that every single starter on the Giants team doesn't play another down. Oh, yeah. They're, listen, they're going to win a lot of games, Heath, if they get healthy. I'm not worried about that. They're losing either way. But, yeah, Tony <laughs> Tony got hurt, and we'll have to get the update. There were three significant offensive tackle injuries. Did Tyron, Tyron Smith come back in? I'm sorry. I, I should yes, know that. He did. Sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's one we can check off. Plus, they have a bye. Garrett Bowles left late for Denver, and Andrew Thomas, as I mentioned, for the Giants. He's been playing hurt, and he left again. T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell both got hurt, and that stinks. I mean, Hilton led the team in receiving. He looks like, you know, he was looking like a top waiver wire priority, but quad injury, and we'll have to see on him. And you never know, like, every seven yards against the Texans is worth 2.5 yards to his future projections, (laughs) so you never know. Yeah, he can't, he does crush them. Uh, Dan Campbell, head coach of the Lions, in case you're not familiar, he said that Jared Goff needs to step up more, but also said that he can't accurately judge Jared Goff yet. But he called him out a little bit and said he needs to play better. And, I thought you were going somewhere differently when you said Dan Campbell said he can't accurately. thought he was going to say throw. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, listen, A.J. Brown's questionable with an illness. Is there anything people, any player that we can pick up here on Monday night if, if we have the roster flexibility? Uh, from the Titans in their offense, I think Josh Reynolds would be a good one to go with. Yeah, I honestly, maybe McNichols because if you think that they're going to be playing from behind, he might get some, some yeah, catches. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the answer. To that. I am embarrassed to say this. <laughs> maybe what? I shouldn't say it. Say it. Uh, it's out of the bag, right? Yeah. Can you can you? Drop I don't know a, what you're about to say, but it, I'm sure it's going to embarrass you. At what point can you drop a player who's on by? Now you can still drop him. Yeah. I think so. Well, I think it, I think that may depend on your league settings, but I know in some of my leagues, I definitely can. Okay. Because, uh, you know, for example, Heath and I have a league where we're starting A.J. Brown, and we have uh, some, so we have like Trey Sermon. So that might be something that we explore. Uh, um, we can drop Trey Sermon right now. All right. Well, I, I don't know that we should, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. You can we'll drop see. players on by. Okay. Uh, winners. I knew you could drop players on by. Obviously, I didn't know once the games maybe started on Sunday, but all right, you can drop them all the way until Monday. Winners and losers. Heath's winners. I mentioned them earlier as a joke. Kenyon Drake, Adam Thielen, and Ricky Seals-Jones. He is already, I think he said Ricky Seals-Jones top five rest of season. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's got Kenyon Drake and Adam Thielen. Why is Kenyon Drake a winner? I, I want to go back and just make sure everybody knows I was joking. Ricky Seals Jones is not a top five tight end for rest of the season. But right. is he even a top five tight end next week? I don't know. I'll have to see when the rankings come out. Um well, he's Kenyon Drake. Drake's a winner because he got to play again. <laughs> Apparently it was just Gruden who hated him. And not only that, he was awesome on the few opportunities that he got. Four carries for 34 yards and a long touchdown, two catches, 39 yards, and a long touchdown. He's at least a part of the game plan again. Now I don't think rightly they're going to give him that many carries in comparison to Josh Jacobs but he does appear to at least have a third down passing role they didn't throw very many passes in this game so I wouldn't take too much into the fact that he only had two targets it's just the fact that he was playing more again yeah good to see him back and I think 
the other side of that is the catches were gone for Josh Jacobs. And maybe he's, he caught a pass. Yeah, he had what nine in the previous two games, nine catches, I think. So it's it's another one of those games where you're going to say Josh Jacobs was terrible, and he was probably a top fifteen running back for the week. I just think I just think he was a loser because Drake is back in the mix in in the passing situations. I thought he was a winner because I kind of thought after last week that the Raiders winning early was fraudulent and that they were really bad, and that would be terrible for Josh Jacobs, and they didn't look really bad today. All right, I mean, that's a fair point, too. And then Adam Thielen, you know, this is one of those tough situations, right? I was actually impressed that he was still started in 73% of leagues, and he comes through with a great game, 126 yards, 11 catches, one touchdown. So, you know, what's your... Obviously, he's got to buy next week, but then after that, you know, what's your recommendation on Adam Thielen? I guess we just start him again. <laughs> I mean, I don't know... Like, I talked about this, obviously, a lot last week, and he had one game this year with more than 50 yards. And generally speaking, if a guy goes five weeks into the season and only tops 50 yards once, he's not a great bet to get 13 targets the next week, 14 targets, whatever he had. But that's what happened in this game, and he produced with them, so I I think it'll work out pretty well. I don't know how much to factor in the fact that Jefferson came into this game banged up, but Jefferson had 14 targets, just yeah. didn't produce quite as well. I got some breaking news here. Oh, go for it. Dak Prescott suffered a calf strain on the game-winning touchdown pass. He will be evaluated further on Monday. They have a bye coming up, but we will Mm -hmm. keep an eye on that calf strain for Dak. Okay, Dave, your winners are Shepard, Sterling Shepard, 64% rostered, last man standing. Mike Gesicki, 115 yards with eight catches at Jacksonville in London. Road game, technically, for uh, home game for Jacksonville, whatever. And Devontae Freeman, who we already talked about, he's 3% rostered. So, yeah, go for it. You know, Shepard ended up with 10 catches for 76 yards. He did have five of those catches on the last two drives of the game. I don't know if that matters to you, but Shepard, Gasicki, and Freeman, go. Well, with Shepard, it's another game with nine-plus targets from Daniel Jones. We're happy to see that. His role did not change at all after he was um, back from the injury list. I don't know how much of it had to do with Kadarius Toney getting hurt, and if Toney remains out. What does that mean long-term for Shepard? It probably means he's still going to continue to get a lot of targets. So I think he's one of those receivers that you look at in PPR and go, I got to find a way to start him week in and week out. Awesome is a number three option if you can do that. And Gasicki, I think, remains a a startable fantasy tight end. It was great to see him connect with two. Remember week one when Gasicki didn't even have a catch and everybody was freaking out about it? Well, I I know that the Dolphins' passing game is going to eventually get Will Fuller back and Devontae Parker back. But I think Gasicki is going to be a staple in that offense moving forward. Yeah. So how would who would you rather have rest of the season, Gasicki or Dallas Goddard? I'm leaning toward Gasicki. I'd lean towards Goddard. Okay. And as far as Sterling Shepard goes, is he a bigger priority than Devontae Freeman off on the waiver wire? I mean, it depends on what you need. If you need a receiver in PPR more than you need a running back, you'll make a beeline to Shepard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Then let's go to our losers here. First, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to you about Robbie Anderson. Even though he had a touchdown catch, he's still a loser. Javante Williams, is the workload ever going to come for him? So more uh, more on that, plus a segment called Still a Must Start? Question mark. And Darren Waller is in there, just so we can talk about Darren Waller. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Time for our Week 6 Losers. So, Dave, you've got... Devontae Booker, Robbie Anderson, and Allen Robinson. You already talked about Allen Robinson. You said you can drop him in a 10-team league. He is droppable in a 12-team league, but not a must-drop, but sitting him for now. Uh, Devontae Booker, I guess, you know, 16 touches. That's good. It wasn't a terrible I mean, it wasn't a terrible game. But are you going to have faith in him next terrible week? Game. No, it was. It was 10 PPR points. I'm looking for 15 PPR points from my running back. 10 I, doesn't... It's that's better not a than fair like, expectation from a low-end number two running back. I disagree. I think that if you're no. starting, well, maybe, maybe History disagree. Disagrees with you. I, well, okay. Look, then he he had a great game. No. Everybody should be thrilled with the <laughs> the crap burger that he fed us. He wasn't that bad, but it. do you have? Are I, you going back I, to him I, next I'm, week? I'm disappointed by what Devontae Booker gave me. Okay, ten PPR points uh, isn't exciting for me, even as even if history tells me that a low end number two running back. Is is worth ten PPR points? What about Robbie Anderson's keeper drop? Sixty nine percent rostered. He's oh, at the man. crappy Giants next week. I have a friend who likes to drop kick his chewed gum. That's what I would do with Robbie. You you can drop kick him anywhere you want toward the sun, into a lake, into your mortal enemy's house. He doesn't belong on your fantasy squad anymore. He's it's getting so- a ton of his last three games: twenty nine targets, twenty nine targets, ten or eleven catches, something like that. Terrible yards per catch. I don't think he even has a hundred yards on twenty nine targets. Sixty yards on twenty nine targets, but but twenty but twenty nine targets. So that's just you know twenty nine. That's targets. great. So in my point per target league, apparently that's amazing. <laughs> he I'll also scored a touchdown. He it's also scored a touchdown. The world where they're good, and he's going back to New York this week. Does that count? Yeah, <laughs> yeah to the Giants. Well, he already had the he already had the revenge game. That was he's going one. back to his stadium. And he's been revenge on that stadium. It's great. true. Yeah. Good. So when I drop him, you can pick him up and you can use him. It's a I, little risky to drop a guy who could get 10 targets in a, in a week where six teams are on. Body, Dude, he's I done guess. it two of the last three weeks and he's done nothing with it. I know. I, I, I mean, he saying, had 10 PPR points today. He's Devontae <laughs> Booker. He was just as good as Devontae Booker. Somehow they both ended up on this list. He, the who problem you is that I can't, I can't look at Devontae Booker and say, oh yeah, you could drop him. Can't do it with him. All right, who are you dropping you can, first, guys? Robbie yeah, Anderson or, or Robbie Alan Robbie Anderson is going straight into the garbage. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is great. Oh, there goes Dave. Dave just left. He's throwing him in the garbage. He's drop kicking his gum. Who drop kicks gum? But oh, there's Dave into the studio. This is great. This is like SNL. There's a garbage can. Dave is going to bring it on set. While he does that, Heath will introduce your losers. Javante Williams who had 14 touches. He had three catches again. That's now four straight games with three catches. Oh, 
<laughs> a panther's helmet into the garbage. Those are nice helmets, by the way. Okay, Javante Williams, Miles Gaskin, and Jacoby Myers are your losers. So I tried really yeah, hard to reverse jinx Javante Williams into a good game. And I, for in fairness to me, I did. Because when I sent that, he had six carries for 17 yards and one catch. And Melvin Gordon had like 60 yards. But then the next drive was a Javante Williams drive. And he had his 30-yard carry that he has every week now. Um, it's just like, this is maybe three or four weeks in a row that I've heard from a variety of people. It's not the same person. I'm not picking on anybody, um, that this is going to be the Javante Williams week. And once again, it's not the Javante Williams week. I think Melvin Gordon, once again, had more fantasy points. Um, did he? very, very close, but yeah, they were, ve- they were very, very close. Well, that's the story of the season for those. Yeah. Two. I think, actually, Javante Williams failed to record 10 PPR fantasy points. <laughs> Worse than both Robbie Anderson and Devontae Booker. Yeah. It, it, what did he have? He had 68 yards and three catches, so that's 9.8. 9. 9. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's a little annoying here. I mean, at least he gives you something flex-worthy, I suppose, but I, you would love to see him get a lot of work because he is so... he. he he breaks so many tackles and he does make these big plays, but he's just not getting enough work. Um, Miles Gaskin. And, like, it's not, I, I don't think it's fair to say, like, the Broncos are dumb for not giving the ball to Melvin Gordon more. Bro- Melvin Gordon broke a lot of tackles and averaged five yards per carry today. This yeah. system, as far as the running game goes, is working pretty well for them. Now, the other things didn't work very well. No. And we thought this game would go totally differently. We thought that the Broncos would play with a lead and that would mean more carries for the running backs and. Las Vegas came out and looked really good. Henry um, Ruggs looked really good. I think I'd drop Miles Gaskin before I'd drop anybody else that we've talked about. I'm so mad at him because it wasn't even that we got fooled by the Dolphins coaches. In the first quarter, the first half of that game, Miles Gaskin had a ton of opportunities to have a yep. very good fantasy day, and he completely blew it. And I don't think that means the Dolphins are done with Miles Gaskin. There will probably be another time where we're saying that you have to pick Miles Gaskin up, but you can't trust him right now. Um, poor Jacoby Myers. He had a <laughs> touchdown today. Yeah, he did. He was in the end zone with the football, celebrating, and then there was a flag. Um, he did catch a two-point conversion, yes. so I'm giving him credit for a third of a touchdown. Um, he ended up but, with five catches. Let me just give the stats in case people don't know. Right, Miles Gaskin had... Five catch, five carries for nine yards, two catches in this game, and he fumbled. That was, I think, a huge play. That they went to Ahmed right after he fumbled, and it was a three-man rotation after the fumble in the in the first quarter. But from the start, like the first drive, it was all Gaskin pretty much. Uh, Jacoby Myers, five catches for forty-four yards on six touchdowns. He also had that on six targets. He also had that touchdown call back against the Dallas Cowboys. So he's had a couple of really good games. That was when, basically, Heath, it's like whenever they cannot run the ball, Myers is really good. They were able to run the ball pretty well and pretty often in this game. But the thing is, like, the really good, he's still been much less efficient than he was last year. I said it on FFT this morning. He, he averaged nine yards per target with Cam Newton last year. He's around seven this year. Um, well, if, that means he's pretty much got to catch eight or nine passes to have a good fantasy day. He's not going to score a touchdown. He's not going to get a bunch of yards. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. What did he have? He had 9 for 94 in one game. He had 8 for 70 in another against the Saints and the Bucks. 
All right, name a new segment here called. Well, you know what? Let's then one second here. Would you rather have Jacoby Myers, uh, Jacoby Myers, or Odell Beckham? Odell. I think I'd rather have Myers PPR. I like, and I don't want to clarify that. Like, I don't know who the Patriots play next week. Um, they play the a, Jets. Okay, so there's a good chance that if I had both those guys on my roster, I would be starting Jacoby Myers over Odell Beckham. Yeah, but that's I the thing. I have this tiny inkling of hope that Odell Beckham could be someone that makes a difference for my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that's possible with Jacoby Myers. Yeah, and I'm not even sure the Jets is the right time to start. I mean, I know the Jets stink, but they're going to run the ball on the Jets a lot. So we'll have to investigate. He's already played the Jets. He couldn't have had that good of a game. Uh, so still a must-start question mark. You tell me if these players are still must-starts. Robert Woods started in 89% of leagues, two catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown on five targets at the Giants. Is he still a must-start, Robert Woods? I want to lean towards saying that he is still a must-start, particularly with six teams on bye next week and a lot of teams on bye in the weeks coming after. Uh, We knew he wasn't going to get double-digit targets every single game. Still scored. That was nice. But... He's 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 real close to that line of like low end number two wide receiver, high end number three receiver, and I think people should be accepting of that at this point. By the way, side note: How many wide receivers would you take ahead of Cooper Cup rest of season? And is it zero or is it one? <laughs> it might be. Well, Devontae Adams would be a candidate. That's the Tyreek rest of season. I don't think so. I, I think I'd still take Tyreek rest of season. Um, he's up there. Totally fair. Just got those those two. That's it. Yeah, I can't even call it like, oh, this is just the cup run. No, it's golf. Just loves the him. Cup run has started since week one. The cup run. You say over. golf loves him. <laughs> Stafford. Well, it probably does. Stafford loves him. He throws him 10, 10 balls a game. I would say golf misses him. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chase Edmonds only started in 43% of leagues. I don't know if that was injury related and they had a late game and then no. he wasn't certain, but is he still a must start in PPR? The, he, he never was. Well, that's the thing. Cause like 43% of leagues, what 60% of our leagues are full PPR 55 to 60%. Something like so that. he was started in 80% of the leagues. He should have been, um, no, he's he, not he, during the buys. He probably is like next week, but I don't even yeah, probably. Yeah, so, so here are his P- full PPR fantasy points for Chase Edmonds in non-decimal scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14, 11, 13, 17. That was the first four weeks. 11 or more every game. Last two weeks have been three and seven. Uh, Shoulder injury. So the last two weeks, he's combined for a Devontae Booker. <laughs> uh, is he still a must-start going into a bye? Okay, but forget that. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, five catches for 50 yards on five targets at the Ravens, actually led the team in receiving. Is Keenan Allen still a must-start? Yes. I was tempted to name him as a loser, Adam, because he really hasn't had an amazing game since, I think, since week two. He might have had one since then. But I, I think that you still look at Keenan Allen as somebody who's in a good offense, capable of getting 10 targets a week, probably a step above where we're putting Robert Woods. This was tied for his worst game of the season, 10 fantasy points. When your best game of the season is 19 to 20 fantasy points and your worst game of the season is 10 fantasy points, you are a must-start player. I'm going to go further, and I I still, and I, I even said, you know, it may not be this week, 
but I still want to buy low on Keenan Allen. Yep. I, I, and again, he led the team in receiving. This wasn't on Keenan Allen. They just had a horrible game. Obviously, it was they the West crazy. Coast to East Coast trip, 1 o'clock start, obviously. But they got I, a buy coming up. And then we if you say ever, this with players. Yeah, well, sorry. Let me, just, let me just finish this point. If you ever, like, if you really believe in a player, his bye week is a great time to buy low on him. Go ahead, Heath. Okay, glad you got that in there. Yes, thank you. Um, we say this about players. Can we <laughs> can we say this about coaches? Um, it, was, it was a really bad week to be the two coaches that everybody decided this week were the smartest coaches in the NFL. Right. I don't know who they are. Stefanski and Brandon Staley. Well, Stefanski like, over coach. and over and over. We heard about how smart they are and how they're, and I just, you know, we say sometimes with players that they hear all that and then sometimes they take it off, foot off the gas a little bit. Can we say that about coaches too? I don't think it applies to Stefanski. He wasn't even at the game. Yeah, he was too. What are you talking about? That's Cliff Kingsbury. You're thinking of oh, Kingsbury. I'm sorry. He got out coached by an interim coach. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. It happened. To, <laughs> they play, they faced each other, and Stefanski actually missed the game in the playoffs last year. I'm sorry about that. So I got confused uh, for COVID. Uh, all right, Darren Waller, he's a must-start because he's a tight end. But is he still a stud? Yeah. So. Yeah. What's going on here? Five catches, 59 yards. That's now 50 to 65 yards in five straight games. How many fa- PPR fantasy points did he score? 10.9. Yeah, if you want him to be Devontae Booker, Heath, I think that we probably overdrafted him. That's my yeah. guess. <laughs> Um, Devontae Booker would be a must-start tight end. <laughs> um, that he would. Like, I, oh, I wouldn't know. necessarily disagree with that. If you could start Devontae Booker <laughs> as a tight end, should you do it? Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Different um, positions. I don't know what... In, doing like, a protocol for this. You're crazy. And I'm not... I'm not um, trying to dismiss the question. I just don't know exactly what type of response you're looking for. I... I think Darren Waller is still, if I had to rank rest of season, the tight ends, Darren Waller would still probably be third. Do you still consider him an elite fantasy player? Darren Waller. I don't know. Yeah, it's I tough do. because there's probably. no explanation for it, right? It doesn't make, like, like, they didn't throw a lot today, but there's no explanation. It's, yeah, it's just really tough. Like, of the elite fantasy players at the beginning of the season, like 40% of them are currently on injured reserve and 30% of them have disappointed. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, if anybody sees, is watching the video and sees my face, that means something wild happened in the game. So I just kind of did like, Oh, anyway, uh, the, that is your, uh, new segment. Still a must start. You are such a Homer. <laughs> yeah. Travis Homer had a nice play. Tyreek Hill left, but returned Joe Mixon left, but returned. Justin Fields threw an interception on... Uh, it looked like he thought it was a free play. He thought he got them to jump off sides. He was right. Yeah. And they did jump off sides, and the officials didn't give it to him. Right. So let's put two points back If that back had been on. Aaron Rodgers, that would have been a penalty. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ricky Seals-Jones, I mentioned that. His touchdown was on busted coverage. Jonathan Taylor had an 83-yard run. It's the longest run, of the, longest run for any player this season. He got caught from behind. <sighs> Loser. Donovan Peoples-Jones... Caught a 57-yard Hail Mary at the end of the first half. That explains part of his production. CJ Uzama, this was cool. He caught a touchdown. He goes to celebrate, slaps five with a fan, knocks the fan's cell phone out of his hand onto the field. I don't know if the guy ever got his phone back. Kind of regretting celebrating with uh, CJ Uzama. Did they kick the guy out? 
No, I don't think so. He was I just, think if you lose control of one of your personal items and it goes on the field, you are out of there. That would be harsh. That would be a bad day at the ballpark. <laughs> Patriots had three injuries, and I don't know if any of them came back in. Jonathan Jones, cornerback, Dante Hightower, linebacker, and defensive lineman Chase Winovich. Winovich. Uh, they all... Winovich. It's a V, right? Winovich yeah. or Winovich? Winovich. Which which is which? That's what I thought, but then I heard it pronounced, I don't know, whatever. They he all left that. with injuries. And you played it. Who? Winovich. Yes, he did. It was Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the games. And this time we're starting with the late games because the one, the one o'clock game stunk. Arizona 37, Cleveland 14. What do we got for believe it or not? Believe it or not, James Conner is better than Chase Edmonds in non-PPR. Oh, come on. Make it easy. make it more interesting. Make it full PPR. No. Make it half no PPR. One, we weren't drafting James Conner ahead of Chase Edmonds. This would be a new development. Two weeks ago, nobody thought James Conner was better than Chase Edmonds in non-PPR. It's true. No, he's better than Chase Edmonds in non-PPR. And yeah. I think Edmonds will have some good games again. This isn't a death knell for him, although I do have to wonder if the injury is really serious and that's what's holding him back. But Connor keeps scoring. This offense keeps going. We studied their schedule during the games. And by studying, I mean we yelled it out and made guesses (laughs) on which games the Arizona Cardinals might lose. There's a lot of games that Arizona has left in front of them that seem conducive to Connor putting up good numbers. Like the Texans next week. There you go. (laughs) Connor will be a top 24 running back next week. Uh, our listener or viewer, Albert, is saying that Joe Mixon grabbed the cell phone that Uzama knocked out and took a selfie with the fan. We still don't know if he got the phone back. <laughs> yeah, he kept it. That's awesome. Uh, I got another believe it or not. Believe it or not. Or let me, I'll do a different you, you segment. Buy, sell. buy or sell. That's what you do. Buy or sell. <laughs> Kyler Murray can be an elite quarterback without the rushing production, as he has seven rushing yards in his last two games. I think he can. Mm. He had a rushing touchdown called back today, by the way. He did. Yeah. I think he can be an elite quarterback without crazy rushing numbers. I think when he gets in the red zone, they'll they'll have it in his back pocket that he could always run it in for a touchdown. I think that that's a, a clever way to try and limit his you know potential to getting hurt while still making him an effective part of the offense. And so maybe one of the projects I could do this week is see how many rushing yards or rushing attempts he even has outside of the red zone versus inside of the red zone. I bet it would lay out that he's doing more in the red zone. Oh, than that's, out of it. But that's the that's the key distinction I would make. I think he can be an elite fantasy quarterback without running 10 times a game because he's only running five to seven times a game this year. Um, I don't think he can be an elite quarterback without the rushing touchdowns. Okay. And finally on this game, would you have any hesitation dropping Christian Kirk, big game, A.J. Green, big game, Rondell Moore, big game last week? Would you have any hesitation dropping any of these three wide receivers, obviously not Hopkins, uh, for Sterling Shepard or Devontae Freeman, whoever it's going to be on the waiver wire? Kirk, I could do it because I think he's just going to be way too inconsistent. And Shepard speaks to me as someone who could be consistent. More, I think you can drop. Green's the least sexy of them all, but I, I feel like he is still going to be a more significant part of this offense, or as significant as he's been is probably the best way to do it. But would you would that. you really hesitate to drop AJ Green to pick up someone you wanted on waivers? 
I think you would hesitate, especially with someone like uh, yeah. like Sterling Shepard, because you know they play Houston next week, and any of those three guys has like a thirty to forty percent chance of putting up twenty fantasy points in a given week, and that causes me hesitation dropping a player who could do that. Okay, let's go to Dallas thirty-five, New England twenty-nine, and believe it or not, believe it or not. Uh, I don't like that one. Ramondre Stevenson is going to be the best Patriots running back rest of season. Harris left with an injury. Did he come back in? I'm pretty sure he did. I, I saw him. He did. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Thanks, Ben. I should know that. I was sitting there watching the game with Ben. How do I not know that? Um, no, I don't believe it. I still think Harris is going to be a, the the bigger part of that run game. Well, the run game is not necessarily where the distinction we made, I don't think. They really made an effort to feature Stevenson in in the passing game. Um, and he can do things. like He's a different than James White and Brandon Bolden in that there is a possibility they could give him 15 carries as well. I think Ramondre Stevenson catching three passes was one of the more surprising things. this way. I, I did not... I, to me, he's LeGarrette Blunt. I was surprised that he was used that way. And Tom Spencer told us that he was going to be more involved... On FFT on CBS Sports HQ in the That's passing game, that he said. What's that? He said more involved in the passing game. Or the just game. more involved. He said he, he was going to be more involved. involved. I don't remember if he distinct made the distinction of the passing game. I don't think he did. I think it was smart for the Patriots to try it with Stevenson and see what he could do, and you know, caught three targets. That's he. He's got more to his game than Brandon Bolden does. It, it shoves Brandon Bolden right back into a special teams role. Until Stevenson makes a mistake, he made a mistake in this game in pass protection. Yes, he did. But what he he could drop some passes or fumble again, and then did anybody believe it or not? No, I don't no. believe it. I mean, look, I it, it's hard to, to believe it when Damian Harris had 18 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown, and Stevenson had eight touches. But Stevenson definitely got more work, and he's going to be someone that gets added. He's 34 percent rostered. What do we think about C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper? Lamb with a huge game, game winner in overtime, 149 yards, two touchdowns on 11 targets, and another dud for Cooper. Five catches, 55 yards. Devontae Booker territory here, 10 PPR fantasy points. Well, both of these guys were having a dud midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, C.D. Lamb's production was, I, I think... Oh, Lamb had a touchdown in the third quarter. Was it late in the third? It was relatively late. So it was like his third catch. He had the- three catches for 27 yards and a touchdown or something yeah. at that point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he got off to a slow start. I think that's the safe way to put it. But I, I look at this game as the game where C.D. Lamb became the, the true number one receiver for the Cowboys moving forward. And a lot of people were... We, I mean, we talked about this in the draft that he was already... In draft season that he was the number one receiver. But there were still moments in the first few weeks of the season where Cooper was either better than him in fantasy or really close to him in fantasy. And now I think it's just over. I think that he proved that he can help will the Cowboys to win and that he's Dak Prescott's top guy. And there will be some games moving forward where Amari Cooper will be better than CeeDee Lamb, but I think Lamb is, has, has reached alpha status quite easily here. Okay, but if we're looking at this from a sell or buy standpoint here, the 11 targets for Lamb were... You know, well the, the well the pass attempts. Dak threw fifty one times. The previous four games was like twenty five ish, twenty seven, twenty five ish, and then thirty two against the Giants. So, you know, do you do you look to sell? Plus, we have Michael Gallup coming back at some point. Do you look to get? Would you would you trade? I think this is a fair question. I know a lot of people would think I'm crazy 
CeeDee Lamb for, for Keenan Allen, and maybe you can get something else. I'd rather have Keenan Allen. Oh, you should absolutely get something else. No, I'd rather have Lamb. It's an interesting one. It seems like it's a trade that could be done. Yeah. (laughs) If I had Keenan Allen on my teams, and I could turn him into CeeDee Lamb, I'm in. Yeah, okay. I don't disagree. I do think it's close though, because I could make a case. You can make a case for both guys. Another big game for Dalton Schultz. He's now scored double-digit PPR points in all but one game, and that is going to do it for this game. You got lucky with the Hunter Henry touchdown. They bar- the Patriots barely had the ball. Mac Jones only threw twenty-one times. Uh, before we get on to Las Vegas and Denver, we got look at this. Oh, this is the selfie. That's oh, cool. Mixon picks it up, and then he. I was told he he gave him the. Oh, oh, okay. The guy tweeted it. Well, obviously, awesome. he got his phone back. That was his tweet. Okay, that's great. So Mixon took a selfie with him, gave him the phone back. Very cool. Uh, Las Vegas thirty-four, Denver twenty-four. Um, believe it or not, Henry Ruggs is a startable number three wide receiver. He's definitely startable. I believe it. But he's, he, I love using guys like Henry Ruggs in my flex. But given the this coming week with all the teams on by, and again, I don't have the Raiders schedule in front of me. I think that Henry Ruggs, have, oh, well, there it is. If it's Philadelphia, I think he's got a great shot to come through again. Actually, I'll tell you something. Going into the game, I don't remember how this played out. Uh, but the Eagles going into the Thursday night game against the Bucks, they were the best in the NFL or maybe the second best at limiting big pass plays. They've mm-hmm. just been playing that two deep safety, yes. right? Ever since uh, Brandon, it was a Brandon Graham that got hurt because yeah. they were awesome against the run early in the season, and then they just decided, you know what, we can't stop the run anymore. <laughs> Let's yeah. try to stop right. the pass. There's there, there's not going to be a time I don't think anytime soon where we're going to look at Henry Ruggs and say that's a must start fantasy wide receiver. But if you're calling him, he should absolutely be among your options to start from week to week. Okay, I mean I. Would you rather have Renfro or Rugs? I kind of want to. Am I overreacting if I say Rugs? Maybe a little bit because Renfro had a stinky game, but this was also a game where, you know, Carr only threw the ball 27 times. It was and, an unexpected game script for sure. Yeah, it was. I will still take Renfro because even in this game, Renfro had more targets than the same number of catches. Rugs is, is one of the most interesting players. I don't know that there's a, a more. A bit a, a better big play, only big play receiver, you know? That's like all he does. And he caught two big ones uh, in this game. We talked about Waller. We talked about the Ray, uh, Broncos running backs. Cortland Sutton. What about Derek Carr? Yeah, Carr. Is Derek Carr a good week seven replacement quarterback with all the quarterbacks that are going to be on by Cortland Sutton, another guy who really saved your, can we just like come up with a name that is based around Deandre Swift for guys who save their day in the fourth quarter and, and or time. overtime. Yeah. He, it, it, I think it's, it's just swifting. He's swifted. Yeah. <laughs> very, Sutton was very swift today. <laughs> Deandre Swift does it every week. It's amazing. You know, when it happens to, we're, when we're watching the games and someone says, oh, man, another another dud for DeAndre Swift. What's going on? And every time somebody says something like that, DeAndre Swift is doing his thing. Okay, wait, let me let me finish this game here. Corlin Sutton, he's had mo- he's been mostly very involved and pretty good other than the Jets game when they only knew that needed to throw 25 times. But he goes 94 yards and a touchdown on 14 targets, two big games in a row. 
I mean, is it is it legit or is it gonna go away when Judy comes back? I think it probably. I think away. it'll come down. I, I I I tend to agree with Heath. Like the only way it won't go away is if Jerry Judy isn't himself, and he's not, you know, getting open at will like he was before the injury. Might be might might be time to think about selling uh, Noah Fant then. Noah can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could try selling on Noah Fant. I don't think you should expect a whole lot for him. Sutton's the one you could try selling high on. Jacksonville 23 and Miami 20 in London. Gross, gross, gross. Um, believe it or not, after the buy, Marvin Jones is going to be a must-start wide receiver. Let me tell you a little story before anybody answers that, okay? We have the eighth, we have the 11.30 a.m. stream on YouTube. Somebody said, I can't figure out Marvin Jones. Great games, then then he's terrible, and I sit him, and now he's having a huge game. And I said, you just figured out Marvin Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever? So I don't buy it. No. I, mean, I think he's, but I think he's a decent start. It's just you know he's going to be inconsistent. Like you'd rather start him than Henry Ruggs every week. I would. Uh, yes. Like this is a number three receiver on a team that is probably going to throw a decent amount week in and week out. Uh, it just so happened this week that he went up against the Dolphins' defense that was already already thin on pass rushers, and now without their top two cornerbacks, so everything looked really good for Marvin Jones, and it made sense, and he came through with a big game. I did the wrong, believe it or not. So we're going to do another one because I actually have one for the article. Believe it or not, with the buy this week, Lavisca Chenault is droppable. I think he's droppable. I don't think he's. I am a must. I wouldn't. I'm not putting him in the garbage can like I did, Robbie. Again, this, and I'm not necessarily disagreeing. I haven't even decided what I'm going to write tomorrow morning, because um, I'm on the fence. But this would be a record for the number of guys who got ten targets in one week and then got dropped the fall, after the game. He's Let definitely getting how many targets he gets from game to he's game. He's definitely getting dropped going into his bye week. Ten seven four seven three ten. I'm just not sure which wide receiver. I mean, it's easy to drop him for Sterling Shepard, LaVisca Chenault we're talking about here. Sure. Who else is, you know, I don't even know Tim Patrick's roster percentage. It's 77%, so forget him. He's too rostered. Yeah. Uh, would you drop him for, gosh, T.Y. Hilton? Even Let's say T.Y. Hilton's healthy. Would you drop Chenault for a healthy T.Y. Hilton? I think I would. Non-PPR, that's easy to do. Half PPR, Yes. Full PPR, yeah, I think I would. Look, Chenault's just not breaking out. He's not, he's not putting up huge numbers. He's a good, steady, low end number three PPR volume driven receiver. Okay, how about also in this game? What do we think about Jalen Waddle? Waddle was only started in forty one percent of leagues. He caught two touchdowns on thirteen targets, seventy yards. He's just not doing anything with these catches, but no, because you know. he's not going downfield very much. Right? Yeah. So I, I don't yeah. know. Is Jalen Waddle ahead of Marvin Jones, Allen Robinson, rest of season? Yeah. Is he ahead of Marvin Jones? I'm not sure if he's. I, I, I guess he is. I guess he's a little bit ahead of Marvin Jones. Definitely ahead of Allen Robinson. Ahead of Lavisca Chenault. Ahead of Robbie Anderson. Man, I wish Trevor Lawrence were putting up more fantasy numbers. I think we're starting to see a little bit of progress. 319 passing yards in this game, but you know, just the, the touchdowns aren't there going into a bye. I no. thought it was really unfair 
when people were talking about this game, how it was a step forward for Trevor Lawrence and Tua continues to struggle. Um, Tua threw for more yards and threw two touchdowns in one pick. It's really true. I thought, I, right. I thought, I thought too, like this was his 11th career start. I thought he did some things that looked really good, made a couple of terrible decisions, but he's still basically a rookie quarterback. Yeah, it's just same with Jalen Hurts. You know, give these guys a little time. Right, Green sure. Bay, uh, Haskin, by the way, did not lead the Dolphins in snaps today. It went right back to Malcolm Brown. Brown had 12 of 15 snaps on third and fourth downs, but when it came to red zone snaps, it was Gaskin with six of nine. Gaskin played 36% of the snaps, Brown 37, Ahmed 27%. This is a backfield that is ugly. And they are the worst, I believe, the worst running team in football. Green Bay 24, Chicago 14. Believe it or not, Khalil Herbert will be better than Damian Williams until David Montgomery returns. This is assuming that Williams is back next week. Right. Well, if he's not, then he definitely will be. <laughs> yeah. Ah, he looked great. I could see I could see this being a lot more of a two-headed tandem until Montgomery comes back. And if Herbert keeps it up, then he'll start taking in some of the work from Montgomery and not Damian Williams. I wouldn't be surprised if Williams is back next week if Herbert's just basically in the Montgomery role and Williams is back in the role he was in. There's yeah. still a lot of passing down work and some running, but I think I think Herbert will be the lead back. They'll they'll need Williams next week. They play Tampa Bay. I don't think Chicago's oh, going to run very effectively. I am sitting Khalil Herbert. I'm sorry. I am sitting him against Tampa Bay. Uh, what about well, you? Well, it depends. If Damian Williams isn't available, then I think you might be able to play him because they'll just throw it to him. Maybe. did He uh, He had two catches on three targets. So, but they're going to throw... I think they'll throw more than 27 times next week against Tampa Bay. I don't by, by the way, Well, but I mean, I can't see... I can't see them running... I can't see Khalil Herbert having 97 rushing yards. I, right. No, I can't either. I'm just not so sure that they might not just run him into the line 17 times for 52 yards. Cleo Herbert had a 25-yard carry. That is the longest run by a running back against the Packers in 13 games, dating back to last season. I hope that made sense. A lot of uh, prepositional phrases, I think, <laughs> in there. Uh, anything else here? Anything else? A.J. Dillon, another good-ish game, but no catches. So Nope. Usually and last no week, catches. he led the Packers in red zone snaps. This week, he was way behind Aaron Jones. Jones had seven of nine, Dylan three of nine. Here are Aaron Jones' total yards in his last five games. 115, 96, 99, 109, 110. He's Very awesome. Good. And uh, would you rather have, at this point, Jalen Hurts or Aaron Rodgers? Hurts. Rodgers. Because I'm a little worried about what happens when Jalen Hurts stops rushing for touchdowns. Why would he do that? Because it's it's not like Sam Darnold where he runs four times a game and gets a touchdown every week. Running is the best thing he does. I think it's close between the two of them, but I think I like Rodgers better rest of season. Two of them. I like that. It's kind of like a two-a thing. Cincinnati 34, Detroit 11. If you have any risk at all, for a um, any sort of heart condition, you should sell DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Is that your, that's your belief or not? <laughs> At the end of the day, DeAndre Swift, even if you do have a heart condition, oh, it's man, just don't check your scores then until his game's over. Because mm-hmm. it does not feel good to watch room. DeAndre Swift for three and a half quarters at all. Um, the real believe it or not is Jamal Williams is droppable. 
I think I want to. I want him on my team if I've got Swift. If I'm starting Swift each week, I want Williams on my squad. So if someone has Williams and they don't have Swift and they try and trade him to you, you should tell him to kick rocks because he is droppable if you don't have Swift. He's going to be, DeAndre Swift's going to be a top six running back at the end of the week, I think. Uh, maybe Aaron Jones will overtake him. I don't know who scored more points, but Swift, it's amazing. At the end of the game, he still has his stuff. Jamal Williams, uh, I mean, I feel like he's basically a handcuff. but He's probably yep. going to be really good if Swift gets hurt. Well, but he played thirty percent of the snaps on Sunday. Right there, this was a change this week because he wasn't a handcuffed the past two weeks. Before this, he was getting a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm true. hoping this was a change, but Williams came into this game really banged up, and both of these guys have been on the injury report the entire season. So I don't know if it was more injured than the past, but no. um, also we did Tyler Boyd as droppable in a non PPR league last week. Is, Is Tyler Boyd droppable in a PPR league? I feel like the only time you can feel good about starting Boyd is if you really believe going into the game that the Bengals are going to have to pass a lot, play from behind, hurry up offense, and especially not be able to run the ball. Yeah. At Baltimore next week, maybe, but it's still, it's just not, it's it's just not enough good game scripts. Burrow is, is really having a good year. He has scored 22 or more points in five of six games. He had the one game against Chicago where he threw, I think, three interceptions. But he's just, I wish he were throwing more because it's limiting his upside. But he's been steady. A lot like Aaron Rodgers, I'd say. Okay. And, and, uh, let's talk about T. Higgins. Is T. Higgins still a must start? No. He's in that Marvin Jones range. That yep. is so depressing to hear. It is. It's terrible, but he's he's become a. I think he's a, like a touchdown or bust type of wide receiver. Okay. Where if he's not, if he if he doesn't catch one in the end zone, he's always been a red zone scorer. So there there are chances every week. Of course, you just mentioned how well Joe Burrow's playing. Again, if if it's a matchup where the Bengals are expected to put up points and throw a lot, that's when I like T. Higgins. Anything short of that, I'm not going to like T. Higgins. Colts 31, Texans 3. Would you rather have Higgins or Brandon Cooks rest of the season? That's easy, right? Cooks? Oh, Cooks, yeah. Okay. Do we still consider Cooks? Uh, um, do you, are you looking to sell Brandon Cooks? Or you just want to ride it out? Another good game for him. I think I want to get him because it was a good game for him with Davis Mills and Terod Taylor will be back soon. And I think his numbers could be even better with Taylor. Um. Heath, I, yeah, he, he's a he's a hold for me. Believe it or not, T.Y. Hilton, if healthy, will be the best wide receiver on the Colts rest of season. I don't think I believe it. Probably not. But it's you if you you really invested here in in Pittman, you could be a little nervous with Hilton's healthy. I hope he for is. Sure. But again, this was uh you know you know teams players don't really score a lot of fantasy points on the Texans. They just don't throw that much. You know, it's just predictable. And Wentz threw 20 times, and he scored 20 points. So that's part of the reason why Pittman did not have a good game. He only had three targets. They just did, they completely crushed them. But Hilton did have more targets than him. Yeah, Hilton had four targets. Uh, Pittman had three, but Pittman had 35 yards, and Hilton had 80. So a much better game for T.Y. Hilton, who's 44% rostered, and if healthy, he's probably going to be closer to 70% next week. I don't know, maybe even more. Um, do we, st- how do we feel about Jonathan Taylor? 
He's been he's had an interesting year, but he now has 114 or more total yards in four of six games. How do you he's feel about him? He's a must-start fantasy running back. But do you think he's going he's to number one fantasy running back? But it's interesting because he hasn't had a 20 carry game. I don't think. You know, he's he's usually in the 14, 15 carry range. His catches are a little unpredictable. He's had two games in a row now with a 70 yard play. So. I, you know what I'm saying? It's like he's not he's doing a great job. He's not doing it the way we thought, I'd say. Yeah, I guess I'd agree with that. But he's still producing. He's still the main running back. There's no real split with Naheem Hines to worry about. Okay. Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift rest of the season? I would lean toward Taylor. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I guess I'll go Taylor. What about you? I think I'd probably go Taylor. Okay. Like, I enjoyed my DeAndre Swift victory laps very much, and I feel like even if something goes wrong now, it's we, we're good. But, man, he makes me nervous every week. Kansas City 31, Washington 13. Uh, believe it or not, Daryl Williams is a must-start running back until Clyde Edwards-Lair returns. Yeah, I believe it. Which I think, like, that seems obvious, and, like, 90% of people on the Twitter poll voted yes. We did not view Clyde Edwards Solaire as a must start running back. There were multiple weeks where he was ranked outside the top twenty running backs. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, mean, I like Daryl Williams without Clyde more than I like Clyde. Right. Before. Like that's the thing. Because when Clyde was playing, Williams was taking those high leverage roles, and now it's he's taking all the roles. He played over seventy percent of the snaps again this week. So he's their guy. I'm a I'm I'm a big fan of Daryl Williams. And, and his second weeks. touchdown, he had like he's I I've never really thought that he was like that special, but he yeah, made a nice point. move in the hole he on did. that second touchdown. Yeah, at Tennessee and then the Giants after that. Woo! Cool. And Taylor Heineke with a dud. It's first yeah. my first foray into streaming quarterbacks this year didn't go very well. Thank you, Taylor Heineke. 11 fantasy points against the Chiefs, who give up the second most in the NFL. Um, and then, yeah, we got the running back situation. So, Gibson, so McKissick, I know Chris was really high on McKissick this week, and uh, I get it. You know, the Chiefs really stink against pass catching running backs, and McKissick had eight catches for 65 yards. He also had eight carries for 45 yards. The Gibson injury played into that. Uh, but the reason why I couldn't fully commit to, to liking McKissick was, I mean, the Bills game. Remember the Bills game? They got destroyed in that game. And mm-hmm. he had a crap game. And it hasn't just been as simple as game script. But, yeah, what do you think about J.D. McKissick right now? He was 22% started. He was already playing a decent amount of the snaps before the Gibson injury. Gibson played 50% of the snaps before leaving late in the third quarter after the injury. And keep in mind, they were playing from behind. 12 snaps. That's all they played, basically, in the fourth quarter. And a little bit of the third quarter, McKissick played 10 of the 12 snaps. Uh, question. Worryometer on it's not really a question or now it is. What is your worryometer reading on Terry McLaurin who had a bad game? I'm worried. I I'm worried as far as him ever reaching the the top ten fantasy receiver territory like we spoke about in the preseason. I'm still cool with him as a number two fantasy wideout. Yeah, I'm not worried. And this goes back kind of to the Keenan Allen thing too, but Terry McLaurin was the number 12 wide receiver in fantasy coming into this week. He had a bad game. Yeah, but he's had four disappointing games now and two huge games. 
He's had four games. And with you know 60s. that I don't like. Yes. Yeah, but that's that is important. I mean, I mean, consistency matters I, to a I lot of people. I, no, I understand. I do not believe consistency over the first five weeks of the season or six weeks of the season is predictive for consistency over the last ten weeks of the season. Now, but here's the other thing, though. If you look at the game logs for for uh, McLaurin, and I asked you this last week. You could have made the argument, and I just want to be clear. I really like McLaurin. I'm never sitting him. And Fitzpatrick could be back next week, and he's 10% rostered, by the way, so keep an eye on that. Uh, His two great games were against the Giants and the Falcons. Those defenses are awful. Now, but I thought at, the Giants had a real. I thought the Giants had a really good corner. But it's not playing out. They, they do. They they do. They have two, but they're not having good years, and they have the worst, one of the worst pass rushes in football. So it's a good matchup. It's not playing out that way. It was a good matchup. Wide receivers are killing the Giants. Uh, the Chargers, the Bills, and the Saints were his three bad games. Those are much more understandable. Those teams are great against wide receivers. This should have been a great game for him. But what the the question was, you know, is is McLaurin really a matchups guy? That would be bad. I don't think we fit. We feel that way. Nobody does. Okay, and I'm hoping Fitzpatrick is is good for him again. Right, moving on. I, yeah, yeah. If he just he, he dropped one pass. If he'd caught it, it'd been fine. Yeah, same with Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown dropped a touchdown as we go to Baltimore 34 and the Chargers six. Uh, what do you got? Believe it or not, basically all the Ravens running backs need to be rostered until we figure this out. I don't know if I'm going to be excited to roster Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, so I don't believe it. Agreed. But I'm definitely if, going after Freeman first. The, the reason I say that is I, I think it's really unlikely that Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, and Le'Veon Bell, even if they're only getting eight to ten carries per game, all stay healthy. Seems like at their age and with their histories, yeah. one of them's probably going to get hurt. And, it and sounds if it ended like, up uh, being Latavius and Le'Veon, then I think Le'Veon would matter. Return of the Mac. Bring in more of the Mac. Bring in Mark Ingram. Make a trade. Give him the give him They a don't pick. need to. They just ran for like 200 yards. Do you want them to go and bring in another 30-year-old running back? Uh, they get plenty. <laughs> so bring they in Mark the Mac. Trade for Barkley. Give, give him the house for Barkley. I mean, what's Barry Sanders doing these days? Let's okay, we talked about Keenan Allen. I'm assuming we're not worried about Mike Williams or Eckler. Just a horrible game for the Chargers. Yeah. They will go into their bye week. And on the other end, just to The Chargers had eight straight drives with five or fewer plays. And, and they're, they're the, the, the whole go for it on fourth down thing didn't work out as well in their own territory. This, this No, it only works until it doesn't. It's like going all in all the time in poker. Yeah, and if you're gonna go and listen, if you're gonna go for it on fourth down in a big spot, and you're the worst running team in football, don't give the ball to Malcolm Brown. I know that's a completely different game on a shotgun play. Yeah, awful, and then giving up the the eight or nine yards to Chenault to get them into field goal range when they have like nine seconds left, no timeouts, five, or they have one timeout. Seconds. Five seconds left, one timeout. Five seconds left, one timeout. I was just horrible. Play played that so poorly. Okay, back to this game. Lamar Jackson. Uh, Dave, I'll give you I'll give you a quick word here because you had said Lamar Jackson sell high and Heath and I were like, oh, what are you talking about? 13 points against the Chargers. What did you think here? I think he had a, a pretty good game. I mean, the, the interceptions, I don't know if they were both his fault. I think one of them was off of somebody's hands. I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't hold me to it. But I, I think this is part of the possibility with Lamar Jackson this year. And we've seen it in a bunch of games. I don't think it was ever this bad. It hasn't been this bad, but it's still not what, you know, like it, it makes me worried that there was some overreaction to one amazing half of football against a 
zone heavy and tired Colts defense. Uh, but I still look at him as a top six quarterback rest of season. No one's leapfrogging him. I don't think we can say that we've overreacted to one half of football about a guy who has been the MVP and the number one quarterback in fantasy. But also like, his QB ten. That last doesn't year. matter anymore. Like th- those are things that he did, and he—I I just don't know why he gets credit for that. Well, that's. But he also why, was QB ten last year. For that, we need. Why? How do we determine who's the number? Why is Christian McCaffrey the number one running back in fantasy this year? Because we project him to touch the ball a lot, and he's an explosive running back in Carolina, and it's a good offense. But this you think the things that he did offense. in the past translate to who he is now, but the things Lamar Jackson did in the past don't translate to who he right, is now. But look at how Lamar Jackson has played this year, and there have been there have been like the Detroit game. He was on pace for five thousand passing yards and a thousand rushing yards coming into this game. And how many touchdowns was he on pace for? I well, that's I do the not dif- know that number exactly. Look, I'm not. This is not matter. me taking a victory lap at all on Lamar Jackson. I'm not naive enough to think that like this is what he's going to be from this point moving forward. Which is why I'm still saying he's still a damn right, good right, fantasy right, quarterback. Right. I was only objecting to the overreact to one half comment. That's all I was. The rest of it, okay. I'm fine with. Okay. Well, Next I, game. I don't think it's right that you underreact to three games worth of well uh, throughout the Detroit game, two games worth of. Eh, from Lamar Jackson. Well, now it's three. It, it, technically, four games with 20 or fewer fantasy points in right. six-point leagues for Lamar Jackson. Right. Or, and you understand why I'm either standing below 20 fantasy points. Right? This Hold was on. his first game below 20 fantasy points. Yeah, that's, so what? That's not good. In decimal. No, in non-decimal. 38-11 Rams. You know why I'm either standing the Lions game, right? Yes, because of Marquise Brown. Uh, right, Rams, his. 38, Giants, 11. Great game. What was so great I mean, about it? Great game, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I Giants built a three-nothing it three-nothing lead. And then after that, it was all Rams all the time. Stafford was awesome. Cooper Cup was awesome. The Giants defense stunk. Yeah. That was that, really. Yeah, this Darryl is Henderson pretty... went back to having a major role. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, 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 sorry, Dave. 21 carries for Henderson, nine for Michelle, but five of Michelle's nine carries came after Henderson was done. Right. So it was 21 to four at that point in Henderson over Michelle. Right. So there goes the idea that it's going to be two third to one third. Gasicki or Higby first... rest of season. Gasicki. Gasicki for sure. Uh, Higby did have an almost touchdown. Uh, they tried to get him in I think he had three catches inside the five. I mean, you say Gasicki for sure. And I, I can't disagree, but the quality of offense is so so much different, and right, and you've got right. like, you didn't even have Preston Williams today. You had Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, all out. So just throwing that out there. Oh, I said that for sure because I don't think Tyler Higby's in the top twelve tight end discussion. Okay, so uh, Zach, he's got, Zach he's got one game with more than forty yards. Right, I don't think he's got the upside that Hig- that Gesicki has. You take Ertz over uh, Higby. I feel like they're the same guy. I don't I feel like I don't they're the think, same guy. Yeah. I don't think Ertz is going to have a very big role. Just to make me you know, feel I better. I think Ertz will have a good role, but I don't think it's going to be like, I, I think it's going to be like what Higgs, like five targets, six targets a game. I might lean Ertz a little bit. All right. Just to make me feel better. Okay. Kadarius Tony was going to have a really good game, right? He was on pace for 120 some odd yards. No, Dave. Am he was on pace for a lot more than person? that. That was one drive. I, I do not I do not feel good that Kadarius Tony got hurt. 
But am I a bad person for feeling good about how many combined fantasy points Kadarius Tony and Marquise Brown scored this week after I traded them? No, it's for natural. a first round pick. It's natural. Yes, you can you can enjoy that. I don't know. I didn't say you can enjoy it, but it's not. You're not a bad person <laughs> for feeling that way. It's mean okay. to enjoy it. He is so. By good. the way, Booker Minnes- played seventy one percent of the snaps. Elijah Penny twenty one percent. Yeah, Penny came in almost entirely when the game was out of reach. Which he was scored a goal line touchdown midway like, through the first quarter. Scenario for Devontae Booker. I right, Minnesota thirty four, Carolina twenty eight. Overtime. That's is this the fourth overtime game for them or three for the Vikings? For the Vikings? Yeah. I think it's three. Three. It's gotta be three. I mean, I'll double check for you. All right, last game, Heath. Let's finish strong. Yeah, I don't um <laughs> there's no reason to roster Sam Darnold. At the Giants nope. next week. The whole thing was Sta- a rushing touchdown mirage. Stadium, stadium revenge game. You can believe it or not. <laughs> I just think the whole thing was a rushing touchdown mirage. Uh, I both. I, yeah, I think I agree. He, he has played so poorly. He's very sloppy with the last couple weeks. Very sloppy with the ball. Turnover. And he had prone. like fourteen drops today. In fairness to him, Can, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson just took turns outdoing each other in ha- who could look stupider dropping a football. Sorry, stupider is <laughs> a bad word. Who could look less like a football player trying to catch a ball? Giants and Falcons uh, are the I next two games. That's the hesitation. Uh, I think it's two overtime games for the Vikings. By the way, that's it. Oh, they had the Tennessee game. Oh, it was. They was it the Tennessee? They played Cincinnati in week one, went overtime. This game against Carolina. Was it the Bengals who have had three overtime games or something? Or two I don't know if they've games? had three. Cincinnati has, I think, two. Okay, Sam I know Arnold what it was. has seven passing touchdowns in six games. Mm. Look, in Chicago, they would love that. <laughs> in New York, they would love that. Uh, yeah, I know what it was, Dave. I'm sorry. I got them confused with the Bengals. They the two of those those two teams played an overtime game. The Bengals had two. I gave them Minnesota's one today. So sorry about that. But that's two overtime games for the Vikings. Hey, what are we doing with Christian McCaffrey? Are you just gonna keep him on your bench? What if you're three and three or two and four? And if you trade him, what's the expectation? Or I guess we're talking about people who don't have IR spots. Yeah. Well, we're talking about people who need to win now. And we don't know when Christian McCaffrey's going to be back. He already missed a bunch of games. Now he's on IR. He clearly hurt his hamstring again for him to miss three more games. I think That's we need nice to go back to the prior him. comment. The Daniel Jones is better than people give him credit for. <laughs> At this stage in his career, you have to say Daniel Jones is better than his production says he is because people aren't giving him credit for being worse than his numbers. Did he fumble three times today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But has he already set the record for the most fumbles in the first three years of a player's career? I don't know, but Kyler Murray fumbled four times today and did not lose any of them. So don't be too hard on Daniel Jones. Okay, I think he we should leave now. Happen. I'm just clicking comments in the uh, YouTube chat room that are about Kadarius Tony and Daniel Jones, just for fun. Uh, better question about, not a better question, different question about Christian McCaffrey, which we should answer on, on Wednesday. Who's the number one pick next year? When does McCaffrey get drafted? Are either of you guys good in the FFT league? Yeah. Well, no, I because I I had the third most points and I was two and three and I'm probably losing. The, oh no, I'm going to win this week. I'll be three okay. and three. Yes, Dave, I'm good. are you any good in the FFT league? Yes, I'm. Good. I'm taking a look right now. I'm good. I, I'm good. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I am favored to win against Jamie. 
And that would make you what? Three and four and two. Four and two. Because I have yeah, Christian have McCaffrey and Michael Thomas, and I'm about to be one and five. Um, despite scoring like 160 points this week. Okay. So if you'd like to you make me do? an offer for those guys, and I'm sure it will be a completely a fair a trade that I'm just ready to uh, just accept right away without even needing to negotiate. No, I don't think I can help you. Yeah, okay. All right, we are out of here, everybody. Thanks so much for listening and for watching. Check out FFT in five if you if this show is too long for you. We'll give it to you in five or six minutes. For Heath and Dave and Ben, I'm Adam. Talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today.